0: Hello, Hanyaks. Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. So glad to have you a part of the Hanyak Horde. Or if you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. We like to keep it PDFG. That's pretty darn freaking good. All right, this is going to be another NFL edition, um, your weekly NFL edition of uh, this podcast. Awkwardly, we have a bit of... Like non strictly football news on the front of this, and I'm gonna try and keep it brief because these episodes by themselves are already about 40 minutes, so we'll see if we can keep it under an hour. But no promises. And you can probably already guess what I'm gonna talk about. It is the John Gruden stuff, which uh, I'll I'll just walk you through my process with it. Uh, The John Gruden emails and ultimate resignation. Right when it when the first email came out, and he said some dude had some big lips. And happened to be a black dude, so everyone cried racist. I really kind of didn't didn't I don't know I didn't go along with that. I just I think if you say some some people have big lips, and now there is a way to to I think maybe be um, racist and fall into some racial racial stereotypes if you are talking about maybe a black person or somebody um, some other race who's maybe there's some trope that they have big lips, but. I didn't see that in his single little line. And then he he also made a comment about, you know, saying, oh, his, his lips were as big as Michelin tires, talking about, you know, he always referenced people who he thought were lying, having rubber lips, which was interesting. I'd never heard of that. But I mean, it actually kind of lined up a little bit. But all in all, I sat back and said, I mean, before we jump to crying racist and crying for his job, I labeled it as this. And I actually almost... I had recorded some audio for a podcast episode talking about how it was a non-story because he said a dumb, stupid thing 10 years ago in one email, one line, and I saw it as a, as a, as a crappy hit piece, like a really bad attempt at a hit piece. And then a few hours went by. He resigns, and then it comes out that uh, they have, due to a different story related to the Washington football team, Getting raided by the DEA because one of their trainers were or were caught selling drugs out of the team facility, and so they're in trouble. WFT um, is the Washington Football Toilet because that's that's where they're at right now, and in that they had a review of over half a million emails and. One of their former GM and team president who got fired in 2019, something-something Allen, I don't remember his first name, turns out was buddy-buddy with John Gruden. And that's where the initial email came from. And now there's been a slew of emails found from, these, um, from, uh, from this raid in which John Gruden, turns out, was an extremely vulgar person. Now, what you see in the headlines is he said homophobic stuff. He said uh, misogynistic stuff. He said all this stuff. And, and I mean, you can just sit there and be like, he's so bigoted when I, I don't know. I kind of look at it. Yes. And no, like I don't, I don't sit there and think he hates gay people or he hates women. I see it as he's a vulgar person, at least in these, uh, what he thought were private buddy, buddy conversations reading through the email, and uh, I've linked to all the articles because it's a fun progression. So it starts out with the first article, you know, he's under fire for racist old email. And I, I walk through all that and we talk about what it is and the NFL and the Raiders all release this statement. And then we have um follow-up article where Raiders players spoke out. Josh Jacobs and then one of their linebackers, ma- uh, Denzel Perryman, both kind of seemingly brushed it off. Saying like, "Hey," it is Josh Jacobs was like, "Hey, look, that was ten years ago. People grow. He hasn't been that type of way or shown shown that any sort of you know, we'll say racism or suspected racism towards me." Denzel Perryman was like, "I literally don't care. I'm here to play football and do with what do with those what you will." And then he resigns, and that's where I and so I pulled up an you know an, an ESPN article, and all these are in the description where. Uh, and they kind of cover some of it, but, but they link to the New York times article, which was the real bombshell drop. And it shows a lot of nasty stuff. He said a lot of now, na- you know, he, um, he used the British word for a bundle of sticks. If you don't know what that means, look it up. Um, or not the British word. Sorry. Um, also, well, yeah, yeah, it's a bundle of sticks. Um, you know, he once referenced, Queers as um, gay players, team signing gay players. Um, some of his stuff, I think, was poorly worded objections to certain moves that the NFL were making. And i, I honestly looking through it all and, and then kind of getting the context. You, it, so these were, these were emails from John Gruden's personal email, but the idiot at the Washington football team, and I say idiot because he used a company email, in these, And there were some where there were other buddies on there, like the owner of PDQ, the owner of Hooters, um, other things like that. And it was kind of, honestly, it was kind of a virtual living room or man cave, you know, uh, wherever you want to call it, where you have, you know, you maybe are because you know, you're private, you know, you're alone and you know, this you know, just you and your buddies, you you will be more forthright. And a lot of times guys can get a little bit more vulgar and aggressive and use non-socially acceptable terms. Now, I just want to pause and say, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, don't we all, right? When we when we are with our people of confidence, we will say things that we maybe wouldn't say publicly or outright. Like for me, there are things, sure, that I have said or am more comfortable saying off the podcast that I will say that I won't say on the podcast this isn't I'm not insinuating don't look and try and hack my emails or anything there's nothing crazy there I don't do it I'm not that dumb and do it on a literal digital record like that but there are things and you know it's that classic safe place where we kind of can air, air things out air grievances out now I'm not I'm I don't want you to think, oh, I'm running cover for people in being racist in their living room. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think that's wrong. It, it, that is wrong. I'm simply saying maybe the use of certain uh, socially unacceptable terms um, or other things, right? I, I don't know if I'm articulating this clearly. If I'm not, let me have it. It's fine. Or if I am... Let me let me know, please, um, because I don't want to I don't want to come across as I'm necessarily defending him because but at the same time, uh, it's an awkward situation once because once the bag, once the cat's out of the bag here that you sent these things in emails, you said these things about the commissioner, about the league, about decisions that the league was making. um, There's kind of no going back at this point. Like, yeah, you need to quit. You got to get out of the business because things are tainted. People know what you said behind closed doors that was, you know, vul- I'm going to say vulgar. We'll just say vulgar, right? And um, yeah, it's out of the bag now. So uh, awkwardly, if I was him, I would be very, very pissed at the homeboy who used his company email to do so because that uh, instead of his private email, because now and but then I also should be mad at myself for the fact that I even said those things over freaking email. So I'll link to I'm going to link to all the articles. I could walk through them. People are going to talk about them. They're just going to say he said misogynistic stuff. He said homophobic stuff. Um, I mean, I don't really know how much I need to go. Oh, one, I will say this. Like one of the shocking things is we are finding out he's a he's a part of the circle of people because Alan got you know there was a bunch of sexual misconduct allegations out of um wft a few couple years ago and that's partially what led to Allen's firing is because there was a complaint from the cheerleaders that they were being um i don't even know what to say but you know that they were being coerced and they, they were you know going to this trip it was a trip to mexico for their like their photo shoot but then they got asked to like do topless and nude stuff in front of all like these big wigs And it clearly became a thing of, like, oh, no, we think you're our personal little, like, lust toy and lust toys. And in some of these emails, um, there were found to be topless Washington football team cheerleaders that I'm assuming came from that scandal. Um, And I don't know if it was sent from Gruden or to Gruden, but he's on them. And so, unfortunately, what we see is he's a part of a uh, a not-a-great-boys club right there so and that's what's coming out and ultimately yeah there's nothing you can do now I'll just I'll I'll kind of close it with this is that off the first and one email if that was all we had he should absolutely not been fired resigned or anything like that because honestly it was just a dumb mean thing after the seven years slew of emails then we uh, yeah then it's a different ball game and here we are and saying oh it's, it's almost like those moments where maybe you're you're around the corner on the other side of a door and you hear someone, you overhear a conversation where someone's talking about you and you go, Oh, that's really what they think of me or when they think I'm not listening kind of situation. And, and that's really what we see here. And ultimately, you know, that kind of ruins that can ruin a, a relationship and ruin a. And here it can ruin you publicly. And so, yeah, in some ways I feel a little bad, but in other ways, I mean, it is what it is. What are you supposed to do? Right. Uh, you know, they made fun of different things and, you know, female referees coming in, uh, they, all different things. You can, you can go through the articles, uh, the New York times one, if it tells you you need a subscription, just sign up for the free, you can, you can make an account for free and not pay any money and get to read the article. So I did that. It takes two seconds. I know you don't want to sign up for any more, um, any more stuff, but if you want to read it, it's because the New York Times once has the specifics. The the ESPN one doesn't so much, but okie-dokie. I think that ba- – oh, wait, sorry. That baggage is more or less out of the way. So in light of that, my Raiders friend, Josh, he – uh, I, he, I, he texted me about it and he was like, Oh, Raiders doing Raiders stuff. Basically, you know, we were everyone cause everyone was talking about it and I don't want to belabor the point too much cause you're going to see it on ESPN. Ev- this is going to be every freaking where. Um, and he told me he has what he calls the double edged theory. And so I said, okay, I'm interested. But instead of just having him tell me what it was, I said, why don't you record, Record it, send it to me, and we'll put it on the show. So here is uh, my a Raiders fan, Josh. Here is him giving him giving his double edge theory on this whole situation and why it's unfolding the way it is. Because I, I want to state this: the NFL had already acquired the emails and had had been in discussions with Raiders and Gruden about them, and then they got released. So here we have a classic case of someone. You know, getting released to the press, getting leaked to the press to ultimately take him down, which I already stated initially, you know, when that first one came out, I was like, this feels like, this just feels like an attack on Gruden. I think it's confirmed now. Um, but let's just listen to what Josh thinks is going on.
1: <sighs> okay, let's get into this, Gus, and... Anyone listening, this Raider fan here is irritated as f- that I can't have a normal f- team, but I should have known this better when I decided to be a Raider fan over 10 years ago. So, I have a double edged theory here on all this crap with Rudin. Not sure how many of you know this, but last Friday, the Washington football team. WFT for short, got raided by the DEA for, their, for one of their team trainers, I believe, or someone within the medical part, selling drugs illegally out of their facility, their professional facility. That also happens to be the exact same day that the first email for Gruden got linked, making fun of the Maurice guy, which, I'll, let me state this, I'm Mexican, I've got fat lips, I don't take offense to of that. It's just your opinion. The second edge of the theory. So we have that that happened on Saturday. Okay. Second edge of the theory. This was a, a ploy by the small majority ownership of the Raiders. Because there's not a very large group of owners for the Raiders. Mark Davis has pretty much all control over it. So what are the other ownerships going to do? Oh, Gruden just had this incident happen. Let's keep throwing fire with more fire, and let's also add some thermite to it because we need to get him out of the door. His contract is eating our pocketbooks right now. We just had a year of COVID issues with no fans, and we lost revenue since Mark Davis said, since there could be only a handful of fans, that there would be no fans in the Vegas stadium. So the double-edged theory here, this is a partial cover-up by the NFL trying to hide what happened to the Washington football team during the raid by the DEA, and it's the small majority ownership of the Raiders trying to get Gruden out of the door to save some money. That's a theory. I'm kind of believing it. Don't know if it's true. We'll find out here in the coming days. Thanks for listening, everyone. Gus, thanks for having me on. Adios.
0: Well, Josh, thank you for sending in that theory. I am very intrigued by it and definitely see how it is totally plausible and possibly even likely because I remember seeing a headline about the DEA rating the WFT. But I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then it is clearly, I mean, this John Gruden thing is clearly taking all the headlines. So, yeah, it helps the NFL to cover up the fact that WFT continues to have problems and just be a, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Because, you know, you go back to the ownership, they had the, naming, the name scandal, which I did episodes on that, and they had... They had the whole sexual misconduct with the cheerleaders thing. Now they're doing drugs, <laughs> and now and then there's emails too with their former team president. Oh man, what a trash heap! Look, okay, if you if you are at the Washington football team, get out, get out now, because I don't know how much how much more of this they can take. This is brutal, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. See. A cover up from the NFL side, and then a way to get Gruden out on the uh, the minority owners, the owners um, who don't have much say or anything. I don't see why not. I like it. I'm giving it the thumbs up and the green light. I think uh, I think you're right. I'm gonna go with the double edge theory. Any of anyone, everyone else, let me know. What do you think about Josh's double edge theory? You with it? For it? You against it? Where do you stand? All right, but that is oh boy. Almost 20 minutes in. So that's the crap we had to trudge through. The the headlines. Now we can get to the actual stuff you came here to listen about. Listen to. Blah. And that is all the goodies. That is what happened last week. That's... Uh, and then what's going to happen this week. All the fun stuff. So, reminder, pigskin pick'em. You can still join. I always put the 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 invite link is in all of the NFL episodes. Join up, make your picks every week against me and a couple other people, and see how you match up. Also, it's just fun to do. And it keeps you uh, plugged in, too. So, Skunkline is still uh, in the lead. His win-loss is 44-19. And then it's your boy and me are at 41-23. and So, we're... Points-wise, it's 440 to 410. We are right behind him, coming up on you. But, man, he just stays right out of reach. So, Skunklein still has that top top, top spot. Me and your boy, apparently, are um, pretty in sync with our picks. So, let's go and have a review of last week. Let's see how I did, what I got right, what I got wrong. So 110 points, which is a pretty good week. If you're if you're over 100 points, it's a good pick week. If you're under, um, you suck. So start with Thursday night. I picked the Rams. The Rams won. Now in fantasy, this hurt me a lot. Russell Wilson destroyed his fingers out six to eight weeks. Didn't score a lot of points. Had he scored his normal 25ish points, I I I could have won. Um, but it was fantasy. Seems to be for me, is going everything's going wrong. So Murphy's Law is in full effect for me. Uh, guys getting hurt or I'm benching guys that are scoring more points. It's so much fun. But good job to the Rams. They're the real deal. The Seahawks, well, definitely now they're going to miss Russell Wilson, are in trouble. All right, then we had our London game. Didn't didn't realize that. I would have talked more about it. Didn't realize that was last starting last week. So I think we're going to have London game for the next few weeks. I don't know. Um, but we had the Jets and the Falcons, so great, you know, you get excited because, oh, I'm going to get football 9.30 in the morning on Sunday, and then you find out it's this game. It's a non bi week uh, game of the week. And the Falcons uh, won, but barely. At one point, it was like 20 to like, or 17 to 3 or something like that, and I was like, oh, they got this. Ends up being 27 to 20. I picked the Jets. Don't ask me why. Just go listen to last week's episode. I'm sure I give some weird reasoning. Packers, Bengals, I picked the upset. The Bengals, and oh, they almost had it. After, after five missed field goals between the two kickers starting from the two-minute warning or starting from like seven minutes. No, just before the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter and going through overtime. So it was a constant. If you look at the win probability chart, (laughs) it looks like a barcode. Just up, down, up, down, up, down, down. Oh my gosh! I've never seen. It. I watched this live. Never seen anything like it. It was absolutely incredible. How many field goals? Both of them missed. And the best part is the Bengals. The last field goal he kicked, he thought it squeaked in. He was celebrating with the holder and one other dude, and then turns around to realize he missed it. And they have a close up of that, and it's hilarious. So, yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I just, they, and it was funny they missed to the left. And so I was just sitting there going to the left, to the left, to the left, to the le-, because they just couldn't get it. It was to the left every single time. So that was fun. But ultimately, the Packers won by a, finally made a field goal in overtime to win it after they missed all those field goals. But the Bengals almost pulled it out. They got them to overtime. Uh, I believe they would have won if they had a real kicker. So then this made ki- kickers everywhere nervous the rest of the day. So, and I'm surprised they kept kicking it after, like, the third. I would have been like, no, we're just going for it at this point because it's more likely we get this fourth and seven than you make this field goal. <laughs> Maybe not statistically because eventually you have to make one. But right now, where your head's at, yeah, where your foot is landing, yeah. All right, uh, Vikings, Lions, Vikings squeak out. the Two weeks in a row, Detroit Lions lose on a last-second field goal, 19-17. to That is the most Detroit Lions thing that I can think of. So, nothing much there. New Orleans Saints uh, beat Washington 33-22. A very strange score. This was a week for strange scores. We had so many of those. I uh, got that pick right. Picked the Saints, obviously. Then, here's an awkward moment. Had no o oh, ye of little faith. o oh, me of little faith. Eagles-Panthers. I picked the Panthers because they were hot. Sam Darnold was hot. And apparently the Eagles were the answer to cool off his hotness. And, uh, they were able to squeak out a win, although they were down like 15 to three at one point, which means, which, yes, you heard that right. The, the Panthers got a safety, um, off of, he wasn't in the end zone either. This is the incredible part. He was like on the 14 yard line. It was a bad snap, runs back, scramble, scramble, scramble. And the, the fumble I think goes out of bounds or just Jalen recovers it on the ground. And so it's a safety, but the Eagles ended up winning 21-18. to 18. Only 12% of you picked them. I was not one. I picked the Panthers. Whoops. I guess I'm just going to pick the Eagles every week. And I'll be right three times. All right. Titans-Jags. Titans handle business 37-19. to 19. Another weird score. So many weird scores. This is a week of weird scores. Uh, Patriots I got that pick right. They... They uh, took care of business against the Texans, but barely 25-22. Also, seeing seeing 22 is a weird score. That's a weird score. You don't see it. It's even 25. 25, you can get to – no, you have to get to 17 and score eight points. Or, yeah, that's – no, weird scores all around. Um, Davis Mills, that is the name of the quarterback that I know nothing about except now I know his name at the Houston Texans. They're kind of okay, or the Patriots just are struggling. I don't know. Rebuild mode. Broncos get taken down by the Steelers, even though fifty-two percent this was a majority pick the Broncos. Twenty-seven to nineteen. Steelers had themselves a day. Uh 27, not weird. 19, a little weird. That means like a missed PAT or a bunch of field goals or something. All right, then the Buccaneers uh, look like a Super Bowl reigning Super Bowl champs against the Dolphins, forty-five to seventeen. Nothing much doing there. Not excited for um, the Eagles to play them. Then here we go. Then the Bears upset the Raiders, twenty to nine. And uh, you can say it had to do with the email scandal, sure, uh, the double edged theory, but ninety-one, they they did not play. And the Bears kind of showed up to play. Justin Fields is doing all right. I saw one headline. It was like, he's saving Matt Nagy's job. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I picked the Raiders, as did 91%. That was the wrong pick. Uh, Chargers, Browns, this was a game. I picked the Chargers, rightly so. We had ourselves a little shootout over here. Old Herbert versus Mayfield. 47-42. A lot of fun. Um, I, I I think it was a game that was a lot of fun. So, uh, well played, all around, great game to watch. Giants-Cowboys, not as much fun if you're a Giants fan. If you're a Cowboys fan, you think you're going to win the Super Bowl. I hate to disappoint, but you're, you're not. You're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Um, that's just my prediction, if you make it to the playoffs, which I think at this point it's probably likely because the rest of the NFC East is... Um, in shambles, to put it lightly. The Giants have caught the injury bug, so the Eagles, which had that horrible injury bug for the last two seasons, seem to have freed themselves of it. And it looks like they passed it on to their <laughs> to their fellow NFC East team, the Giants, because Saquon hurt his ankle. Daniel Jones, back concussion. Um, I think you had one other ankle get hurt, so it's just, it was, oh my, it was just a, A domino effect of just one guy gets hurt, everybody gets hurt. Who's their backup? Mike Glennon. So, get excited. Um, So, with that, they obviously lost. That, That contributed to the fact they lost by 24. So, Cowboys fans, of course, are on cloud nine, having two big wins two weeks in a row, thinking they're, oh my gosh, we dominated. Well, yeah, it's easy to dominate when the other team loses half their starters because of injuries. But on that note, uh, and in light of that, Connor has some thoughts about uh, about what happened and about the status of his team. so let's go to Connor to hear the our Giants fan to hear how he feels.
1: Okay, so new prediction after the Giants played the Cowboys. Uh, this one is for the Rams game this coming week. I predict that Two more Giants, at least, will come down with an injury of some kind, be it twisted ankle or hyperextended thigh or maybe even a twisted vertebrae that happens mid-game or, you know, could come down mid-game that uh, they could have gotten the vid so at halftime they got to sit out, but at least two people. That's my prediction right in stone.
0: Thank you, Connor, for that wonderful prediction. I look forward to seeing how accurate it is. And part of me wants to say it's it's spot on, which if you've caught that same injury bug that the Eagles had for the past couple seasons, then, yeah, it's, it's going to be spot on. You can almost guarantee at least two people a week getting tweaked And sat out and pretty soon it's just your practice squad out there so get excited but all right back to it so I picked the Cowboys in that one as most people should have uh Connor I wonder if you did Uh, let us know then you have Cardinals and 49ers 17 to 10 a little bit low scoring but the Cardinals had some awesome plays there were some sweet they're possibly one of the catches of the year on the sideline and just so much fun. I'm all in on the Cardinals. I think that they have the potential to do big things. If not, they are really, really close to being ready to the, to do some big stuff. Bills. And here we go. This was a game. So, first of all, here living here in Oklahoma, Sunday night football, It, we had bad, bad storms and, like, tornado-like storms. And so, guess what? Meteorologists took over every channel. And... NBC was one of those, but partway through the game, I discovered that on YouTube TV, I have the Spanish NBC broadcast, and so I proceeded to watch the game in Spanish, and it was a ton of fun, up until the delay, then I went back and just watched the rest of it, yeah, coming out of halftime, got delayed for an hour, and then they resumed, but uh, the Bills came into Kansas City and handled business, Here we go. The Bills are the real deal. They're they're here to stay. Josh Allen is having himself a season. And I think they have the potential to do big things. Also brings up questions. Have have teams broken the code? Cracked the code of the Kansas City Chiefs? I think possibly. Um, We're seeing Mahomes look more human now. And I think that's partially because, you know, the magic can only last so long and then people start to figure out what you're doing and then you just have to out-football them. But they thirty they won 38-20. to 20. Uh, I think if you were like me, you were waiting for that classic Chiefs comeback, like here we go, and it was close for the most of the game and the Bills pulled away and there was not that classic Chiefs comeback. Then last night's game, the Colts-Ravens, which came down to overtime, and the Ravens made a 19-point comeback to win. The Ravens were on the ropes. The Colts had them going. And they just, a couple big mistakes. But as a Carson Wentz fan, he looked pretty good. He didn't double ankle sprain. I think the Colts, the Colts, if they can kind of rally and, and correct those little mistakes, they, they could be good. They're better than 1-4, I'll tell you that right now. Looking at them, I'd say they were better than the Eagles. Um, well, they're probably on par, but they should, if they continue down the track, they will be better than the Eagles now. Uh, and the Ravens just did some Ravens magic. I picked the Ravens. And so I, um, yeah, did, did pretty well, but that was this week's picks. Let me know what were your favorite moments, favorite games from this last week. Let me double check my notes. Make sure I didn't miss anything as far as I said. Um, oh, sorry. It's 15 to six was at one point. Uh, da-da-da-da-da. Hey, oh, I forgot to say this, so while the Giants are experiencing injury Palooza, Kadarius Tony looked like booby Miles out there, all right. He threw a pass, he was catching passes, he was running the ball. This man was all over the place, and i th- I just felt like that scene where booby Miles uncle is like hyping him up to the to the scouts and Friday night lights where he's like, he can run, he can catch. And, oh, and he can pass. And he, you know, throws a big pass and whatever. It's just, that's, that's what I felt like watching Kadarius Tony. So, um, something positive out of that game for the giants fans. Watch it. She's Oh, this was one thing. So there was a forward pass moment. The Colts, Got The Ravens fumbled on the goal line, and the Colts guy was going to get caught, so he laterals it. And they say he started the lateral to 24, the guy caught it to 25, so it's a forward pass. But when you watch it on tape, by every metric, I'll see if I can put the link in the description to a video of this, and you tell me, was it forward? I I maintain it was backwards. So if you just look at the yard line where it occurred, and so as a stagnant, if if it was as, as a stationary thing, yeah, I'm, I'm from the 24 to the 25. That's a forward pass. However, these football players are running at almost full speed. They're moving at a quick clip, and momentum and forward motion dictates that he started the motion of the of the lateral at the 24. By the time it was completed, though, he's fall, he's hitting the ground at the 26, 27, and the guy is catching it at the 25. They're moving forward, and I think it was a bad call. Um, one of their, their ref expert came on and explained why it was and because blah, blah, blah. And I just look at it and go, that was clean to me. I mean, it was close, but it was clean to me. So I think, and, and they would have scored, that would have been a touchdown had they not had the illegal forward pass. And so it could have been a different outcome of the game all in all. But, uh, I would love to know if you think that was a forward pass or you think I'm right. Um, and why do you think I'm right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's my. I've been saying that all freaking week with just everything. I love it. But, yeah, let me know what you think. Um, if you thought that it was a good call or a bad call. I, I think it was a bad call. I think I think they looked at it too much in a vacuum and didn't take into account the fact that these guys were moving forward. And so you can't just necessarily look at the yard lines. You have to look at their position. And then ball tossed. And then guy catches ball because he's also moving forward so is what it is we can jump into what we got for next week oh boy oh boy are you guys in for a treat thursday night here we go buccaneers eagles oh man oh boy it's like looking forward to getting your ankle broken it's like if I knew going into something, I was going like, to break my ankle, and, I'm, and, and there was nothing I could do to stop it, right? It's almost just like if I saw into the future and saw that, like, hey, this thing I have to go to later in the week, I'm going to shatter my ankle. And there's no getting, there's no getting around it. Um, yeah, it's just like, really, that's what it's like waiting on. However, however, there is. Dun, dun, dun. There is. There is. There's this side of me that thinks, trap game? Can, can we get a trap game? Which, with how our defensive line played last week and our secondary getting three picks, maybe our defensive has finally figured out how to call a good defense for our personnel. Um, maybe. Maybe it may not be as bad as they beat the Dolphins, or it'll be worse. Uh, we'll see. Now, here's the real question. I came off a week where I mistakenly didn't pick the Eagles. Do I stick with my picks? Do I just pick my team every week? Blind loyalty. Just riding that lightning constant. Every lightning bolt that comes, I'm riding. I don't care the outcome. This is what we're here to do. And to that, I say yes. I want to be a part of the 3% that picked the Eagles against the the spread and uh, is right because it's a trap, ga- trap game for the Bucks. And isn't there something about Tom being... Did I did I make that up or did I see something about Tom being uh, injured but he should be good to play this week? Which means if we can hit him once or twice, he goes out. Who's their backup? I don't know. Do you know? Yeah. I think that changes the game though. When Tom goes out and you got to rely on the backup, I think that gives that at least gives the defense some confidence. So, yeah. All right. We can move on from that probably nightmare. Then we have, all right. This week's London game, the Jaguars and the Dolphins, another non bye week bye week game of the week. Oh boy, one and four versus zero and five, and I keep seeing that meme after the Jaguars had Gardner Minshew and they had a, they got a big win and they said this is, um, you know, this is just the beginning, and then they haven't won since that. That was their last victory. <laughs> so the Jaguars are dealing with their own head coach scandal of Urban Meyer just. I don't know, being a powerful guy, screwing around a little bit, and uh, in in a culture where that's more the norm than not, I mean, all these people out here, like, in in terms of, I'll just, I'll expand to this and say in terms of professional athletes, and not necessarily to their fault, but it's just, it's how our culture in general treats them, but, like, I mean, you got a different chick every city kind of situation and everyone knows it's kind of like an awkward open secret but then this video gets published of a coach doing it and it's abhorrent and it's just like he's living like all you guys but that's my opinion um I guess I'll pick the Dolphins even though Jacksonville did put up 19 I don't know I don't know who's going on Jacoby Brissett over there we'll see how he handles it then Green Bay and Chicago All right, Green Bay should handle business there. Nothing doing. Justin Fields is going to get a taste of what it's like to play with the big boys. Bengals at Lions. All right, here we go. Picking the Bengals. 89% of us agree. I think as long as they can maybe kick a field goal. Now, how crazy would it be for the Lions to lose three weeks in a row on a last-second field goal? I I want to see it happen. I'm hoping it's happening, and that's what I'm going to predict. So, we'll see. Texans-Colts. So... 88% 88% pick the Colts. Now, I don't think we should sleep on the Texans. Davis Mills out here, all right? The legend of that town that he's from. He is playing really mediocre, and but the Texans are somehow stringing it together. Colts are going to win. I'm pulling for them. It's tough loss on Monday night. They'll bounce back, though. Correct the little mistakes. They'll, they'll practice their laterals, making sure they're backwards this time. So Rams Giants we heard Connor's prediction he predicts that two players will get injured um and out of respect though I that is your new prediction I also want to throw in Connor and you can tell me if uh, this was out of place but I feel like I should you you also have just your prediction for the game and I want to include that here So uh I'll start with mine I predict that well, you know, Connor, we'll let you lead it off. You're the Giants fan here, so actually, I will not start with mine. A little back and forth there with myself. So, Connor, here, here's Connor's uh, just prediction for the outcome of the game outside of his newest one with everyone getting injured.
1: They are going to lose this game.
0: All right, you heard it there first from the Giants fan himself, and I have to say, I agree. Uh, They are going to lose to the Rams. 98% of us agree. There's those 2% Hanyaks that are are holding out and more power to them, but, I mean, as, as it stands, Daniel Jones is going to be out several weeks. That man got rocked and stumbled. He could barely walk. Yeah, he's in concussion protocol for the foreseeable future. Saquon, is now he's gone for the next couple weeks. Who you got? Kadarius is going to be out here holding it down, doing everything he can. But I mean, he can only do so much. So Rams take that take that one. Kansas City Washington Football Team. So look, Washington Football Team are dealing with a drug bust in their facility. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. This is like they're writing their own comedy sketches. All right. First of all, now they become a team with no name or no mascot. They just are a football team they have this big sex scandal dealing with um taking advantage of their uh, their cheerleaders and <laughs> misconduct there oh then a drug bust and now turns out the same guy with the sex scandals was buddy buddy with another head coach and it's just like wow the the plot thickens goodness this is like re- this is reality tv this is reality life uh, Kansas City's going to win that. They're going to bounce back. Tough loss. They're 2-3. Washington's 2-3. and three. Taylor Heineke and Scary Terry. and I mean, they're actually kind of decent. It's weird, but I mean, come on. It's the Chiefs. Vikings, Panthers, I don't know what to think anymore. Panthers coming off of a tough week, but still, they are the favorite here. 58% and the Vikings coming off of a close week. So the real question is they both played trash teams, but which team was more trash that they played. So which win was less, or the Panthers technically lost. They lost to a trash team. Vikings barely beat a trash, a a king trash team. They are the, the king of trash teams, arguably. Them and Jacksonville are gunning for that position. So I would say their win is, their last second field goal win against such a trash team is less impressive than the last minute loss to a less trash team, if that makes any sense. And that's why I'm picking the Panthers. You're welcome. Chargers-Ravens. I'm going with the Chargers all day. I want the Ravens. I mean, they they did some Ravens magic stuff and fought through and, and just stuck with the game plan and, and and were grinding it out and won. But it took some magic. It took a crappy uh, forward pass, illegal forward pass call and some, some other stuff to happen. The Chargers are hot. Justin Herbert is hot, slinging that ball. So And they're fun to watch. So go Chargers. Cardinals-Browns. So I can guarantee this is the game that we are getting regionally. (laughs) I could pull up the coverage map. Uh, I might, actually, so you know, at least if you're in Oklahoma, you know what games we'll get. I'll do that. And then I'll even post a link to to, or in the description. But it is Cardinals-Browns. 59% pick the Cardinals, 41% pick the Browns. I will say this. The Cardinals only undefeated team left. The Browns come off of a tough loss. I think right now they're going through a little bit of a struggle. They've got some they're working through some issues. Um they started out real strong, feeling good, but then you know, you just like you have to make halftime adjustments, you got to make mid-season adjustments and that's really where we're at. And the Cardinals though, firing in all cylinders. I'm picking them 59% of you agree. Raiders Broncos, 61% pick the Raiders. Look, um, the Raiders being some Raiders stuff right now and just kind of imploding. So they're either going to come out firing now that John Gruden's gone and the toxicity is gone or the Broncos are going to bounce back. I kind of want to go with the underdog here because the Raiders really burnt me last week and I'm going to pick the Broncos. It's also in Denver, so it's mile high and um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, Cowboys Patriots. So the Patriots should lose according to all knowledge. Right. But I think Patriots are the best team that the Cowboys have played. Cowboys have a crazy easy schedule. Best team they played in a few weeks. action and Bill Belichick, you know, he's Bill. He's old. He's old Billy. He's going to, he's not going to make it easy on him. So we'll put him to the test. Um, I'm, I'm going underdog here along with 13% of you. Which is all, so I'm joining Boston. Patriots are going to upset the Cowboys and bring them back down to earth, put them in their place, let them know that hey, I mean, let's talk when you actually play some big boy football. Seahawks, Steelers, uh, well, with Russell Wilson being gone, who's their back? Geno Smith, I think, A.K.A. Old Genocide Smith, <laughs> Old Busted Jaw Smith. Uh, yeah, Steelers are going to win because the Seahawks are discombobulated. Steelers aren't much better, but they at least they played a good game last week, so maybe they can string together two wins. But honestly, I, I don't think... Oh, that's Sunday night's game? Oh my gosh. Ugh, I really don't want to watch that. Whatever. Bills, Titans on Monday night. That'll be a fun game, actually. Derrick Henry, Josh Allen... Uh, here's the deal. I'm picking, wow, it's a 90-10 spread for the Bills. I mean, the Titans are showing that they're not perfect, but I think they're 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 gonna get it put together and they'll mid-season they'll catch their stride and really be good. The Bills, though, are just freaking on fire right now. They are magma hot lava, like hot. <laughs> they are cooking. All right, they're they're a sidewalk, they're a blacktop in the middle of summer in Phoenix, Arizona. Cook an egg on it type hot okay that's the buffalo bills they're winning how many score how many scores will be points totaled? yeah we got that one how many points will be scored i'm going to say 55 and most of those are going to be bills about 42 of them so yeah 13 points by the um the titans so that's my picks remember check the link in the description, one of the 17 links. Hopefully I remember to put all the links in the description and there's going to be a lot because it's, I'm going to put all the John Gruden stuff, but uh, remember to check the link for the invite. It'll be one of the top ones right under the website, which is where you can go and find all your rambling Viking, um, um, pages and ways to get in touch with the show and send in your picks and become a part of the conversation like josh and connor did this week and bring put in your predictions your hot takes your double-edged theories whatever you got send it in we'll play it on the pod and we'll have fun with it so last thing uh, i did bring this up so i will um we're gonna do coverage map for this week so you know who to expect let's see if i was right on my predicciones is there can i can i have a can i have a map okay Let's go NFL, give me, are you kidding me, it's not a map, I want the map, go to 506 to get the map and there's no freaking map, week, are we on week 5, let's see, all right, Apparently, these maps don't want to load. Okay. Oh, this is last week. Well, dadgummit. No coverage map. Uh, This is drawn out enough you can figure it out. I'll I'll post a coverage map or the site where you can find it in the description. You can look for yourself. This this episode's been long enough. I'm going to cut it there. But uh, thank you for being a part of the Han Yak Remember to send in all of your takes, find the all the links. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, it's the Rambling Viking Podcast. You can check it out there. where I post new episodes, updates, Instagram. I'm a, you know, I I sometimes will put polls and different things up, countdowns to new episodes so you can keep up. Stay up to date and know when they drop when they're live, or even potentially answer some questions to then be featured on the episode. Thank you so much for being part of the Hanyok Horde. This is your head Hanyak Gus, signing off and saying, see you Friday.